let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, today, we are going to start with a question that I got um, from someone else. And they're in staffing. And if you've done any networking or if you've been in the game for a while, you you probably know a couple of people in the staffing industry because there's a lot of them. And his question was, how do you stand out when you are in a flooded industry or what everyone views as a commodity? And I walked up and I asked Clint this question before we turned on the mics and he just got super excited and we decided to turn on the microphones and here we are. <laughs> Clint oh. got super excited. Did yeah. you just say that? Uh, super yeah. is like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Well, super excited sure. for Clint. Is, yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. It means I might. My eyes squinted. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowed his vision Narrowed down. Exactly. He's like, ooh, I got something to say about that. Well, I mean, you know, going back to kind of what we were talking about uh, before the show is, and, and why I got excited is because I think that I'm also in, the, I think everybody views their own business as a flooded market. I mean, not many of us out there are going to say, I'm the, I'm the one and done. You can only call me. There's a few. Mm-hmm. You know, wish I was a part of that business. Got to figure that out in life. But, <laughs> it's but, short-lived. Uh, but, you know, It'll be flooded Yeah, tomorrow. exactly. So as soon as you get your name out there, everybody wants to copy it. So right. I think everybody's has that feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm one of a hundred in the same room sometimes. Yeah. Staffing, look, every networking event I go to, there's multiple staffing people in the room. I mean, that's no doubt. So you definitely are in a flooded market if you're in sta- uh, staffing. And if you're if you're in product is the same as everybody else's. And what I mean by that is if you can provide the same service at the same price and the same quality, because to think you do it better than everybody else is crazy in my vision. Um, you know, even in construction, which is me to think that I can outbuild everybody and nobody else does it as good as I do. is is pretty crazy thought. It's unrealistic. There's other people that do it just as well as you do. The front end relationship to me is what separates you. The, the rapport building, the, the trust factor, the, the personal relationships that coincide with the business relationship, to me, that's what really separates everybody. And, and look, everybody's not the right fit for everybody. So you yeah. got to find your fit, right? That's why DISC is so important. Uh, agreed. And, and the conversations that we were having, uh, myself and John, and uh, before this, were, I, was, I was literally putting it back on myself. I was like, maybe I'm the easy sell, right? This person was trying to sell to me, and we clicked so well that I don't make another phone call, right? And, and I was giving this lady praise on how well she did the bonding report and how much I trust her. And when I asked, she delivered. At the same time, I'm like, well, maybe it's me that she clicked with me. But that's the whole point, right, is that she did click. And there yeah. is trust, and there is rapport. And, and now we're going to do business for a long time, I, I have a feeling. And the other three people in the same room that tried to sell me the same stuff we didn't click. So I think you got to go find the people that you click and you you can actually trust each other and build the bonding rapport with. I think that's the number one thing. But I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm thinking the very first product I ever sold, um, I don't know if I should say what it was, but it was a very common product, okay, in pharmaceuticals. And so to find the clients that are going to right for me for that product. It wasn't in the beginning about they trusted me because I was too new to them. And so it was identifying what would be the caveat that would move them forward. And what it was in this um, arena was they needed a reason to write that product 
not because they trusted me, but I had to identify that. So where I'm going is uh, sometimes I think the most important thing is trust, especially in longevity, but I think in finding the reason that they would write, and and we can go on if you want me to, but there I think it's really important the identification of what your pa- where your patient, what your client needs in the beginning is really vital, but always as you work with them from the beginning and hopefully ongoing is going to be trust. So I hope I didn't tangent too much, but I think that's really important to identify knowing your client, knowing what they need. I kind of feel like I need to elaborate because maybe that doesn't make any sense to you, but in fact, I'm going to. (laughs) Sorry, I changed my (laughs) mind. Okay, so the product was um, cough medicine, (laughs) and it was a prescription, obviously, but they could get a very similar product, OTC, over-the-counter. So I realized in order for them to write the cough medicine, which is what doctors want, they, they've they gone to school and part of the um, thing that draws their patients in is they don't want to go OT. The patients don't want to go to Walgreens or wherever to pick up a product necessarily. They want to be taken care of by the physician and the physician writing a script. So I, I gave my product that I was repping validity, how important it is for your patient, and then writing it. So your patients are going to come in, they're going to... So I think that's really important for you to find that no matter what you're selling, no matter what you're repping, I think it's important to, in the beginning, figure out what the caveat is, but always be mindful of if you lose their trust at any point to Clint's um, point, if you lose their trust at any point then you're you're pretty much going to be done because that is the most important thing is just being truthful and 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 being humble to that patient. I mean, I'm sorry to that physician. Okay, enough about that. So <laughs> this is and it's all good points, Nam. And what you're saying to me, like you said something a minute ago, is that's why disc is so important, right? Right. And personality psychological selling is. Is what I believe that I focus on every day. I I, don't, I focus on. You have to. I focus on who my customer is, what what makes their tires spin, and how how do I help them spin the tires? Right. How do I get them to their goal? Right. Um, and if we go off the adage of, you know, everybody's the same. Everybody sells the same thing at the same price point, and you can get it from them just the same as you can get it from me. Because there's that's what we're talking about today. Is that staffing business is very much like that. And we're talking about building the trust and the relationship and the bonding and the rapport. And how do you do that, right? Do you go out and you search for the one out of 10 that matches you and you only stick to that one customer? That's a way. Um, and that's very successful. And I think in in the in the example that I was talking about, I found that one person that just happens to match me well. Now, those other three or four guys in the room, if they would have, if they understand DISC personality and uh, not just DISC, but psychological personality, you know, evaluations of who you're talking to. I think you can turn the tables a little bit, right? Now you're making it two or three out of 10 or, or four or five out of 10 because you're able to communicate with those people on their level, not yours, right? As salespeople, we go in with this agenda a lot of times, especially traditional sales. I think we go into a room and we expect everybody to flock to us and operate on the same wavelengths as us. And that's crazy because good luck finding your 
other partner out there that thinks the way you do. That's tough. That's that's a lot of rooms to stand in. That's a lot of people to meet to find that person. Very so, limited. Yeah, it's, it is limited. And you have to become a chameleon a little bit. We talk about that a lot here. Is realize that that person is across the spectrum from me and I've got to I've got to understand what makes them tick and be able to operate in that in that environment. So I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, in your example, the woman who was able to help you out mm-hmm. and built all that really good bonding and rapport in that first interaction. Do you think she's a D? No, not at all. She's a SI. Okay. Yeah. But I think that she um, realized that I like to get to the point and she brought up some examples of how like, look, this is, um, you know, I, I'm kind of, and she herself was even as an SI, I think she was very tired of hearing all the same sales pitches in the room and she was frustrated and I caught her in a frustrated moment. And most of the time when you're frustrated, what corner do you tend to slide to? Right. So I, I probably just caught her in her slide to a D a little bit in that frustrating moment where she's just kind of pissed off at the world. Like I'm just, I've been to a hundred of these and I you know, I've, I'm just done with it. I'm done with the hearing all the stuff. So we vibed in that moment because we were both in the same spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So the thing is, is she what she did to me was happenstance. It, it just it was in the moment. Could she harness that? Could those other people harness that and realize that that's how I like to communicate? Absolutely, you can. So did, well, you're saying you're saying she didn't do it intentionally? She no, wasn't. I, that's why I say it. Just it was kind of. Just chance, right? I caught her in that moment of of conversation where it equaled out, and we'll probably do business forever. And and in the times that I've called, mm-hmm. what? But she could have. I see this vision of you two fluttering through <laughs> the room, of, of people uh, mixing yeah. and mingling, sure, sure. and then just this this almost this, this swan sure. dance in the middle. <laughs> just okay, so but, beautiful. I mean, I hope that that happens for somebody. <laughs> I hope that happens for people. <laughs> So, <laughs> Look at Clint becoming like the kumbaya king over here. <laughs> Isn't it good? See how a D can wow, become an man, S? Wow, man, you're sensitive. I'm, so, I'm just thinking that maybe... Just throw up in your mouth oh, a little bit. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me wash that down with some vodka. <laughs> there you go. Oh, All right, Ned. Some of the best vodka. Be- some of the best. And I'll tell you who it is. <laughs> if you'll sponsor us. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Everybody can have their name out That's here. Right. So, man, fit, okay, so I, all, all I was going to say was, okay, so you're indicating that it wasn't intentional on her part, but it could have been intentional on her part. Yeah. And if you're cognitive of what's yeah. going on in the room, then you can intentionally Cause, make cause, that happen. You're right. And the three guys that I talked to that do the exact same, which is funny because it's in staffing. That's mm-hmm. what she does. So the three guys that I talked to are two before that in the same room in the same networking event also did staffing and it was like two minute conversations like this guy get away from me well get away from me but hold on though when we were talking about this before we were kind of talking about the the idea that the other people you were calling wanted to put you through a process of some sort well they wanted to put me through the traditional sales ring out ringer of hey let's go golfing next week let's go out to drinks you need to meet my if you meet my guy man you'll be so impressed you oh, you'll buy from us for that that's a huge turnoff right so that was that two minutes of talking a that's a, it's a that's huge a, turnoff for a d but if you're talking to al okay and i he's okay. like all right quit telling me who good. i am <laughs> you're not an i al but but that's a good but, point but i mean that's a good point because uh because truly that might have motivated me enough to to have a second conversation for me, that pushed me away so far because I'm like, hey, you're just trying to, I'm getting, I'm trying to get sold here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so 
my point is, is that those three guys, if they were to realize that I got turned off, they could have switched the conversation like, oh, wait, wait, before you run off here, hold on. You know, they could have, they could have saved it. Yeah. Right. But they didn't because it's like, oh, that guy doesn't fit with me. So I'm going to go find somebody else that does. And they're going to bounce around that room. And we always go back to this. How scalable and efficient is that model? That you got to go bounce around a room to 500 people and then next week do it again and again until you get one. And now you've talked to 1,500 people and now you got to do 3,000 to get two. That's what, that's my problem with that model, right? With these other guys that you called that wanted to put you through the process, a lot of, hey, let's go out to dinner, have drinks or whatever. Do they still think that they have a shot at your business? Um, one of them probably does. Okay. Cause he was my, he was the first one I talked to and I probably let him off a little easy. Okay. As a buyer. The second two, I was so done with it cause I just heard that speech and then I heard it again. It's like, look, man, you know what? Just forget I called. Uh, I got to move on here cause I need, I need some commitment. So I'm out. Hmm. And it was just like, well, well you know, well, well, hold, hold on, wait, wait, you know, and then just click, just hang up and just get out of it. Cause not going anywhere. Right. They tried the same speech on Thursday that they tried on Friday and they tried on Monday again. And it's just not working. Change up your pattern, right? Obviously, it's not working. You're not getting down the road. Don't try to save it last minute after you've screwed up four times. Like, it's too late now. You've already shown your true colors to me. Mm-hmm. So th- that's me as a buyer, right? But I'm an easy sell if you adjust, right? Because we were talking well, about this, John, is that we're easy sells if you adjust. Yeah. Well, I think, Absolutely. hold on. And I think you guys just hit on it. Most people are an easy sell if you'll adjust or you'll get the no if they and you'll a, move on. If yeah. they have a need and you yeah, have a solution. Absolutely. They're going to say, let's give, yeah, sure, makes yeah. sense to me, yeah. you know. If they're in the market for a Cadillac and you sell Cadillacs, they're an easy sell as long as you adapt. Absolutely. Exactly. And and there's the key there is that if you'll stretch to get across to the, you know, the other side, meaning yeah. to, to the, to the client side or, you know, your um, or prospect maybe, side. Or maybe even in your own cat or, uh, you know, your own quadrant, right? Cause a D to a D is a tough sale. It's a tough, tough sale. Mm-hmm. It's not easy just to walk them because you got to get, and we've talked about this on, on a couple episodes, but you know, you've got to almost let yourself slide out of that yeah. position a little get bit. You got to become, so it's not, yeah. Sometimes it's always not adapting to who they are. It's adapting out of what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and, right. and that's a good point. Very good. Do point. you think a D to a D is the hardest of the? No, I think a C it's to a sword a, fight. Actually, I think it's a huh? you know, it's a sword <laughs> fight. I, I think I I said that on here um, a while back, and the more that that question has come up and and over and over again, it's probably a C to a C. See, because like I, if your facts uh, and facts don't line up, love it. see my spreadsheet. No, yeah, see, no, I see your no. spreadsheet, you're, and I, I, I mean, what W happen- two spreadsheet. What, what, <laughs> ha- what happens when you're accurate. what happens when you're two pennies off? Can you come to an agreement that one's right versus the other? See, we already said I, it doesn't really work that way. It's just I want exact precise in our, information in, in our mind. It does. I know. I know. <laughs> From the outside looking yeah. in, we need that. Oh, that's what we like, see. Here's what a C actually is. Here's what my mom thinks I am. You know, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, I just want clear, concise information, and you can bet I've already done the majority of my research. Mm-hmm. So this is here's. It's almost redundant. I might have like one or two last questions, but I've generally already done my homework. And if you're if you're a C and you just give me that information and then we can move forward, I'm yeah. I'm good. Yeah, and and I think that you know naturally we want to say like a, a C to an I is a hard seller, a D to an S is a hard seller because they're across the spectrum. But the fact is is that 
C's need I's and I's need C's more than you could ever possibly imagine. Same with D's I and S's. I completely agree. So like I, I need a moral compass, right? I have to have a moral compass in my pocketbook. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll burn the world down, right? And for no reason. So I need some. You'll start with Vegas. It'll just <laughs> exactly. be this forest fire coming yep. out of the center yep. of Vegas that swallows the whole U.S. Absolutely. It, it doesn't die till it gets to the sea, right? Absolutely. I concur. This is so true. So <laughs> that's, what, that's why I don't, I don't jump in my mind to when you say, what's the hardest sell personality-wise? I don't say one to the other across the board. I say probably in the same quadrant most of the time is hard yeah. sells. Well, okay, so. But. An eye to an eye, you'd never get anything done. Well, that's what that's what my I guess real question was, but I worded it badly. Do you think a D to D, I to I, S to yeah, S or C to C is go. the hardest? I, I probably would. Yeah. To sell to your own quadrant is probably yeah. pretty tough. But of the four choices, D to D, are do you still think that C to C is the hardest sell? Man, I, I do because that world's so foreign to me, so that's kind of a skewed okay. opinion, maybe. I think uh, you hit on something because I've been sold by an eye, or you know, again, when people sell to me, a lot of times their eyes. And they drive me crazy sometimes, particularly like very high eyes. Yeah. They just want to call call me dude and tell like, us they, about like, it. And slide <laughs> I know, down. exactly. The, oh, you really? know, I'm Elaborate. like, first of all, we're not friends and I'm not a dude. My, I got the wallet. <laughs> I'm writing the check. Step up. Give me a presentation. Let's quit trying to be best friends, which we're not going to be. And cut the bullshit. Get to the project. Because when I deal with a D or an S or a C... I get to get chatty, and they pay attention, and then there's a plan that gets kicked back my direction. He's on the stage. Right? Yeah, it's got to be yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't well, want anyone yeah. taking bit. that limelight. <laughs> what do you mean? Of well, if the higher eye comes in and they have their stories and they're kind of running over the top of yeah, you, so you, you don't get, get to tell your stories. That's right. Oh, but I don't. Whenever I'm sitting back, a lot of times, you know, I get the first like little introduction. Yeah, and then I get a chance to talk, and I do a little bit of that, and then. The, you know, the sales pitch comes back instead of going off on tangent after tangent after tangent, right? Mm-hmm. So you got two guys tangential, right? How do we ever go forward, right? So 45 minutes, an hour and a half. That's a great question. That's a great question because I'm wondering the same thing myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but, I, you but know. somehow I find out how to make a buck in my life. <laughs> no. just, just saying. Somewhere along the way, Al made a dollar. To, no, you know, imagine that. But the thing <laughs> is, is <laughs> as, a, as a high D, I, I have the same issue with a high I. And the same exact issue, right? Is that I called this meeting. This is about me and my problem, and I need solutions. And now you want to tell me about you know, hitting the green with a putter on the par three on last week. It's like, I, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, and you're you play here. golf. And I, I mean, yeah. you're a big golfer. Yeah. Yeah. But you I'm, don't want to hear but that. I don't want to hear yeah, that. Exactly. I, just, I, I called this meeting for a reason. Love it. Right. So let's get to that. And so I have the same issue. And right? I do the same thing. I call the meeting. I'm the I. Sell to me, but sell in the way I want to be sold to. And we can do business because I'm not, you know, I'm not messing around. I'm going to cut a check. And I, yeah. I can make a decision. It's not the fact that I sure. am the guy that decides in my company. So so now flip that because we're talking about ourselves as buyers, which we all do a little yeah. bit of. Do you mm-hmm. buy the way you sell? Yeah, absolutely. It I sounds have. like Al does not. I don't. I do. Or, and, and me and or you. we talk all day long and you don't get shit from me, right? Because yeah, yeah, all we did was have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Man, all right, that's a waste of 30 minutes of my life. So I got an example of, of this just the other day. There was a... Um, I was trying to hire, I was trying to find a plumbing partner, right, to go in on this job with me because it was just a little too big for us to handle. But if we could partner, take some risk off, 
we could put a number together, move forward, and we could probably take this from our our big name competitors that are out there. And so I made a few phone calls and people were literally saying things like, I can't imagine you writing me a check. I work hand in hand with you and I work for the GC. But Or you could just work for me and I cut you the check. And what's the matter? I have the relationship. Why wouldn't you want to just work for me? What's the difference? Who cares? Well, I just, you know, it was a pride thing. Well, I don't work for another subcontractor. I go, okay, well, then you're not going to work at all. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I love it. Right? So, hang up, do the next phone call. Same thing. Make the third phone call. Same thing. Same. I'm like, Jesus, really? And because I'm in a different market now. And the market that I had was very, very much operated. Hey, I'll work for you this time. You work for me this time. And who yeah. cares? Let's all go win. Yeah. Let's go take over the world. And the market I'm in now, it's very, um, you or me, or well, why do you think that is? Well, I can say because Houston's a gritty place. Oh man, it's man, just it's, cutthroat. It, it is. Man. It is. It is the grittiest yeah. business environment in the state of yeah. Texas. Yeah. Healthcare is no the doubt. same way. And and I would say it's yeah, it's, it's a, probably a lot like your Chicago's and your yeah, New York. I, I almost said like yeah. Chicago, man. Yeah. It is like I operated nails in Chicago and, for a while. It's terrible. It was <laughs> it was all who you knew, yeah. right? It was. I hate to say it, but it was underhanded deals. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, who's got who can pay me the most? And and I hate that that Houston's a thing. got a lot of that too, though. Yeah, I, I think it does. I you know I don't know that for facts, but I I see it, and I, I'm making my own assessments here. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you know I finally made a phone call to a guy, and I was at my wits end, like, well, maybe we just uh, maybe we have to back out of this job because we can't find the right people. And so I made one more phone call, and and uh, it was recommended by some people, and the guy asked all the the questions that he should have. Hey. What's the oper- What's the chances that you're going to get this job, right? If I'm going to put my money on your company, you got to give me some information back for me to go ahead and do this job. Ran me through a pr- very rigorous process. And I am all for that because that's how I sell myself, right? I expect nothing less from the people that sell to me as I sell to somebody else, right? So we ended up getting through all the smoke and we're partnering together on a job that we're all going to go do together, right? But those other people didn't say that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was pride. It was, oh, I can't work for you or or I would never. You hear these big things, right? But this guy was like, well, I would if. Do you guys yeah. have this? Do you have that? Have you thought about a budget? Did you already budget the job and now I have to live with the budget? It's like, no, man, you're setting it. Okay, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a pro instead of a con. So you can tell he's writing this stuff down on the phone with me. And then after I think we have a, a done deal, he sends me an email with 50 questions. Hey, what about this? I'm like, you know what? Those are questions I didn't even ask my customer that I need to know. Hey, appreciate it. Now I forward that on to my customer. We get all the answers back. And now we're even a better team because he made me better. So, yeah. But don't you have a moment, though, as a D of like, come on, man, trust me. I'm going to take care of you. I don't know why you got to answer me or so, ask me all these questions. So I said that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, I said that on the phone. I'm like, look, man, just trust me. I vetted, it, I vetted this customer out. Yeah. Right? I'm not calling you because I'm wanting consulting. I'm calling you because I want a partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. So in his defense, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, I've heard that before, but... Right. I think you have to be really smart. That's not playing smart if you don't ask. Exactly. So um, I said that. Absolutely. As a idea, I'm like, dude, trust me, man. I'm a professional at this. <laughs> I know how to do this. Oh, I'm a Just, professional. I, I think... <laughs> yeah. But, but in my head, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, hey, I know how to do this. I wouldn't make this phone road. call. I'm a professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of... You kind of tighten the tie a little bit yeah, like hey man exactly you know trust me and he just shut it down he was he like did. he did he shut it down and it was funny is 
most people, I think most personalities would have been like, this guy doesn't want to work together. Click. Whereas it's the exact opposite. He wants to work together if everything works out. Sure. Which is the process that we preach and that we do ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. If you're going to give something, yeah. you, need, you need to be getting something back. I agree. Right. Well, sometimes it's or, pay. Sometimes it's just pay. You provide a service, I got pay. But yeah. I'm talking about before that. But you know, bonding and rapport wise, you give, you get. Well, let's just say testimonials. Well, I would like to talk to uh, some of your other clients. Yeah. You know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're, no, gr- yeah. you're going to do that, Absolutely. Get, get something back in return. Okay. When I let you talk to all the people who love me, what happens after that? We have sex. And you're still getting a next so, step for giving something up. Because he, he actually brought up the point to where he said, um, you know, I've just never done this before. It's uncomfortable for me. Which is the same answer that I got from the first three phone calls I made. They just didn't dig into it, right? Yeah. I, I was going to say, there's the, the key. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're talking to somebody and something comes off not quite right to you, don't throw in the towel. Yeah. Dig. Stop for just yeah. a second and wonder, first of all, why did it make you feel uncomfortable or unhappy or however you felt it wasn't on the positive side of things? But then wait a minute. Don't have a knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. that, that could eventually be worked through. Mm-hmm. If you question and answer and then come to find out, well, his motivation was really in the right direction. It worked yeah. out well, put money on the table yeah. for both of us. Who's complaining at the end of a deal like that? I, I think you just summed up my entire conversation with this guy. I really did. Well, like you, there was, there well, was empathy there. Mm-hmm. You right? called me by mistake, but dial me, I just pretended to be that guy. Oh, dude, you don't. You don't have a deal going forward. Sorry. So basically, <laughs> basically, what you're saying is just speak with clarity what you need, what you're. Well, we all try to speak with clarity. What it is is when something gets in the way of that, where you're unsure and it's something new, don't immediately draw back like it's not like worth doing. Like a two year old. I mean, go back. Yeah, that's that knee jerk reaction yeah. of it's it's uh, it's like unfamiliar to yeah. you, right? Yeah, and I think that sometimes, and and I ran in this. Um, with the, some of the formal training that I've had where it was, uh, you know, ask these questions. You can't move forward because you set a process, right? I can't move forward without this question. Make sure you have a reason why you're asking these questions, yeah. not just because it's on paper, right? Because if they're any good of vetting you out, they'll ask, why do you need to know that? And you better damn well have an answer, right? And you better really truly need it because you might have just screwed up the entire process, you know, that comes from like that need to know in the military side of yeah, things. Yeah. Why do you like, need to know? Why do you need to know? Yeah. yeah. And the answer and is that's you, an important thing to ask yeah. people. You just brought out that that's that's a light bulb moment because because budget is one of those, right? Yeah. Well, so when you ask about budget, what are you trying to get out of it and why, right? Because in my business, I don't need to know the dollar amount. The the estimate that I'm about to do is going to spit out the estimate and we're going to live with this number. I'm not putting out a high number to, you know, to cut it down and weasel with you and, and try to negotiate with you. I'm putting out a solid number that we can live with. My question is, is do you have a budget and is it approved? And do you have the funding approved? That's important to me, not the dollar amount. And you, another important thing kind of jumped in my mind. A lot of times you can front run your question with, and I'm sure you're asking yourself, why I'm asking yeah. this question, sure. right? Yeah. Why do I need to know this? Well, here's why. So give some explanation, particularly when you see that 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 prospect sort of bristle or pull back sure. or you're feeling that and stop yourself. Yeah. That's one of the few times that I break silence. 
uh, you know, sometimes it's to let people think on what you just said is, is a golden. You can't, it, salespeople tend to want to talk in silence, right? That's one of the few times that I'll break silence is the why, right? When I ask a question, it's like, hey, man, you know, what's going on with your budget with this job? And I see everybody pull back from the table, cross their arms, sit back in their chair, all the chairs squeak at the same time. You know, the, you know the feeling, right? <laughs> and they're all staring at the ceiling on um, how do I answer this, right? And am I going to give the answer? And that silence goes longer than about 20 seconds. The natural salesperson in me was to want to keep talking through that. And I let this 20 seconds happen. But this is one of the few times that I break silence and say, look, guys, I know this is an uncomfortable thing for you to talk about. It's uncomfortable for me to even bring this up. Here's why I'm asking what I'm asking. It's because if you don't have all of this, then we're not talking about a real project. And I'm doing free consulting, and so are you, right? Mm -hmm. But if you do, and this is a real project that's going to happen in January, and that's locked down, and the bank says, go for it, go get me three numbers, I'd love to be one of your three numbers. Nothing wrong with saying that in my book, in in the business that I'm in. I completely agree with that, completely. John, not looking past Nan, because I'm going to come to Nan, but how do you approach that? (laughs) I kind of have this thought process around that you should be digging in on stuff that you think works in your favor as much as you do when it doesn't work in your favor. Right. And, and this is slightly tangential to what uh, Clint was talking about, but um, I can't stop thinking about it, but let's say, you know, can we talk about your budget? Yeah, sure. And they give you a budget. If the salesperson hears a number that they think works for them, they just start fist pumping. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like, Oh man, got this. Got it. Right. Where if it's too low, oh, how'd you come up with that number? Mm-hmm. You know, does this mean that, you know, we can't work together if it's 20% higher, you know, or, or sure. any of those different strategies. But I kind of feel like if you are digging in on that, asking that same question, no matter what kind of budget they're talking about, right? Whether it behooves you or not, still stopping and being like, how'd you come up with that number? Sure. Right. To be kind of positioned as not just like the guy who wants to sell you, but the guy who really wants to understand. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Clint, uh, sorry, um, but I think that that goes back to like your setting of the frame, you know, a frame in the conversation and setting expectations at the very beginning of it. Yeah. I got to ask you some hard questions. Yeah. And, and I'm hope, I hope that I don't hope I, I, I do it pretty well is that I, I have banged that into their skull so many times beforehand sure. before we even have the meeting that I don't have to set those expectations. Hey, and if it's an expe- expectation setting in the front of the meeting at all, it's because maybe there's a new guy in there mm-hmm. that doesn't know me as well. It's like, Hey, John and, and uh, Jack, they, they know me so well, look, man, it's going to be off putting to you when I ask them these questions, but they know me. Right. And they, okay. and those guys will kind of make a joke out of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to ask some tough questions. And I'm and I'm kind of reiterating things, but I'm also making light of the situation. I'm about to ask some hard questions. That's my personality coming out. That's not a that's not a write it down on paper and go use this thing. That just was that's mm-hmm. what works for me, right? And I, I just try to I reiterate only because there's a new person in the room. See, I go the other way, and you and sure. I have argued about this in the past. Absolutely. I, if if there's a break in the conversation, or say that I got a five call sales process, I am going to be reinforcing my expectations on each one of those calls just to make sure, yeah. Hey, has anything changed? Right. Yeah. Because it tests my, it tests my understanding. It still forces them to come to the table to yeah. have the real conversation. I, th- I think they both work because I, I, I operate under the gut feel a lot more. So the gut feel is to me is that you're, 
If you're not being honest with me this time and I find out that you're not being honest with me, you're dead to me. It's over. This entire relationship is just completely over. You do that by trying to seal the deal up front. And I do it a little more on like, I'm going to go through your process. If you ever lied to me, we're just done. I mean, forever. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to drag me on because once I get a bad feel, I'm just out. That's a very different fact, gut driven mentality. Yeah, that's fair. Man. Question. <laughs> well, <laughs> can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like. Dictionary. So the question is. So when you're in one of these scenarios where, um, you know, you've got something negative that shows up or you're doing the proposition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you go about dealing with those situations like John and Clint just described? A negative situation. Well, one where you're, um, you know, you've, yeah, here, I'll give you a scenario. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, me out here. so like if uh, if you ask me, hey, Clint, what's your budget on this job? In so many words. I know you mm-hmm. phrase that a lot differently, but Definitely. let's get to the point. You uh, <laughs> you ask me about my budget, and I kick back in a chair. I cross my arms. I look up at the sky and think, I, you know, you don't know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a million things. How do you – where do you go from there? Well, I definitely think poor listening is miscommunication. So – if I'm not listening to you, if I'm not listening to you, right, then prior to that moment, I should have already known what your response was going to be. I think it's really important to be able to read people. And so if you're sitting there and that in that moment, you're completely confused where you're like, do I say something? Do I not? Well, you should have, I think the steps to getting to that moment should have led you to know what to do in that moment. Okay. So. And let, let me clue everybody in. Nan actually does a lot of foreshadowing a lot of times. And so she actually nailed it when she said she listens close enough to where she knows when she's asking a hard question. Right. And a lot of times with her nice nature and just the, the, the value that she has in, in that arena, she tells you ahead of time. This is going to be a hard question mm-hmm. for you, which is a lot like when yeah. you say, hey, here's why I asked. Yeah. Right? So well, it's very kind of similar. like softening, you know, so softening statements. I know you use that a lot, um, Clint. You're really into the softening statements. I'm kidding, of course. He has no <laughs> softening. <laughs> Hello. He's like, what the well, fuck? Well, he, 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 he's been having wait conversations with Clint, he not does, around the rest of he, us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. well, no, no, Clint does have one softening statement. It's when he whispers in my ear because it just goes soft. Mm. All I know is y'all missed a really disgusting moment earlier. All right. <laughs> so getting beards. back on track. <laughs> and by the way. Dr. Daniel is preparing this, for Christmas. I actually have a part-time hard, job. Part-time job, November. baby, at the mall for the next couple of months. Very cute. Okay, back to oh, you. And that's oh. the dollar you made. Back to <laughs> back the to hard way. So, uh, does anybody have more on that topic? Because I have another well, question oh, for, from the field. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Do so, uh, we all know this guy. I'm not going to use his name because he asked me not to. Um, Jim, Bob, <laughs> Tom. Well, All of the above. Okay. So he that. is landing kind guy. of a whale, a whale of an account, a huge account. And uh, he gets a white knight who brings him in. He's he's working all his channels and everything. And uh, he gets invited into the office. And this guy is telling him, hey, I like you, but you got to convince my boss. And he is a hard ass. And uh, 
he's very precise, analytical. He's going to want your facts and figures and everything else like this. So, uh, our buddy is okay. Awesome. Awesome. But he, it gets in his head a little bit and Mm -hmm. he's like, okay, this guy's a high C, high C, high C, high C. And then they go out to dinner and, uh, the guy shows up late Mm. and he knows that this guy's a C and he turns to him anyway and he goes, so you're the guy I got to convince, huh? Mm. And the guy goes, we'll see. Oh. And, yep. he was, and I was like, man, you knew this guy was a C. Why yeah. would you leave Why would with you that? Said that? Yeah. And he, he's like, I don't know. It just kind of over, overcame me in the moment. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's but we've all had those moments. Yeah. I've done we've that. all done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. you will. <laughs> shit, if you don't, if you know, if you're not at least got some nerves going on, on a big deal like oh, this, yeah. You know, uh, hey, it, it's understandable. I mean, you can't fault people. For I got to be honest. I'd probably said the same damn thing. Now that I'm, I'm thinking through that. Yeah, I might have said the same damn thing. But okay, so hold to on. Me, then you are giving them. Here's such. another factor to this. This guy is an S, so he's not a D. Whoa. Oh, so he went way out. Yeah, he went Was way it just out. Just nervous. There? I don't know. Yeah. I, I dug in. I said, I said, were you? And he, he's like, yeah, I was nervous, but that's that I, problem with that D up statement. Well. You need a D up. Oh, hold on. The thing to Make remember, sure though, good there. that I don't think he's even thinking about is they're at dinner already, and there's some rapport established among the group, and everyone has yeah. kind of let down their guards a little bit, and then this other yeah. person walks in who's not yeah. already steeped in that. Typically, what I say in that situation is, hey, just to clue you in here, you know, we've already been talking about some stuff. Let me Let me tell you what I need to say is that we've talked a bunch. I think that we're on the same page. Sounds to me like we need to get you brought into the same page that we're in. You're saying essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. I got to convince you. You know, so uh, probably how I would say that. You know, or like it, in my mind's eye, if I'm sitting at the table, you know, I just want to make a nice formal introduction to somebody like that because I think it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how formal are you bowing? Well, Hello, no. Mr. Johnson. <laughs> let me get the chair for you i'm not sitting there with the boys i i say i almost take a different approach with let their them his clan Mm -hmm. bring him up what if they don't well if they don't then i sit and let it marinate for just a second because we've got the entire evening i don't have to rush this so people driven Mm-hmm. So people driven. I love it's it. So I'm here. I'm, I'm at this like, dinner for a reason. Exactly right. Okay, I understand, uh, but I want to see what your reason uh, is. I want to see what you order. Are you drinking? Are you yeah, not totally drinking? Agree. Are you having iced tea? Yeah. And I got to like take my wine glass, yeah, my third say. one, and, like slide it down, <laughs> set it on the floor, and go. I'll just have water, please. No, I mean, but, but this, this was, I'm waiting for you to show. This was not mine. I, I didn't bring this. I'm like, who gave me what? Because oh, was that wine? That statement that that sweet person made is a slap it's basically saying oh the reason we're all here yeah well that's just I now, mean, now you're, eating. you're like, sitting there like well for you can get that statement right though you can because it might be the guy that says you're goddamn right you are let's see it and you say okay here it is well okay but if you're anticipating the person walking in to be a c no, I agree. Yeah. No, no, I know. And even if he's a D, he came to a dinner. He didn't come to a meeting. He came to a dinner. So he oh. has a bit of an anticipation Disagree. of. Disagree. That dinner Disagree. is meeting. Yeah. That, yeah, that he, dinner is meeting. That D is definitely thinking of it as. Yep. I'm no, missing time. And the C is too. The C's there a lot of times to gather some facts. Oh, he yeah. came to get what he needs to get out of it. He may have some Why social. Why are we eating so late? Yeah. Is 
like <laughs> my number one question. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm usually in bed by now. I'll make exactly, this quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this leads me to believe we need to talk deeper about the disc pro- because I'm I'm completely confused why a D would come to a dinner and now I'm hearing a late dinner and you're and you're telling me Clint that the D wanted to walk into the occasion and just wanted to take care of business. Okay, but wait, no no. Do you think a D hangs out with their Nanette. workplace associates just for fun? Well then why did he come? Nanette, After hours? No no, we yes, do we do dinners with these doctors all the time and they sit down and you know sometimes they go immediately to guns. But they still enjoy their evening. I didn't say they didn't, but that's, when they that's sit on down, you. Whether they whether they enjoy it or they don't is on you. They came to the meeting to hear you out or have dinner. It doesn't matter. Either way. Based on what? So what is the scenario that you are? I'm just saying that the environment that you provide for them at that point, they're spending time away from their family or not. It doesn't matter. Single, married with six kids. It doesn't matter. They came here to hear business. At some point, you got to get through some business. Otherwise, why are they here? And that goes for all personalities, right? right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and business may be bonding or import, maybe the first step into all of this. That's okay. But eventually, at some point, you got to get there. But well, I let them go there first. Well, I, yeah. I'm not uh, I'm sure. not reaching across the table and but, going, oh, let's sit down and get to business. But look, yeah. but, you're late and we need to talk. Right. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. all different personalities, there's a couple personalities up here on this panel that wouldn't get to business just to see what you are going to provide. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to throw the first stone. I'm going to sit there with my arms crossed until you bring oh, me okay. So hold on a second. So let's clarify this is, for a this second. Is going off. Yeah. In what position are you going to let someone just run their game? I'm not. Like, no, but you said a moment ago. But you I'm said, not gonna I got, I'm not going to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is, I mean, no. If I come to a meeting, a dinner, slash me, doesn't matter, drinks. If I sit down and I'm there for because somebody said, hey, you know, you need to come uh, to this. There's meeting. an expectation set. That's that's where. Well, well in sure. most cases there are. Go. If you're sitting yeah, I down, say, no, I, and with I the, your, your crew's already there, and you're exactly. the decision maker. If because you said, but, hey, you got to like woo the guy above me, and so in, in this yes. scenario, if this if this guy that let's say he worked for me told me like, hey, I've I'm come I've come to my decision. Mm-hmm. This is all the facts that I have. I, this is our guy. I need you to meet him and approve this guy. Yeah, and I come to that meeting. I'm sitting down silent. Well, no, but to Nan's point, right? Of you know, the deed doesn't always know that there's going to be business discussed at a dinner. In this kind of, I mean, this is a whale of an account, right? I mean, this person is a COO, you know, head of R&D and all this stuff. He's not going to a dinner just without any sort of expectation about yeah. what's going on, right? So, sure. so there's some sort of communication around, hey, like, this is going to be a business center. Right. So, Oh, I think everyone is cognitive of that. I just think the initial approach should be respectful to everyone, and it's not... Boom, like throw up on them the minute they were Oh, no, I agree with that. But, okay, so uh, shake hands. Hi, how are you? We all sit back down. You give it half a second, and you decide, you figure out who's talking first, right? Are they going to introduce me? Yeah. Is Are they going to talk amongst themselves, and I sit here and listen? Or is it going to get kind of quiet, like they're looking at me go because they're afraid of this guy, okay. right? And they're not re- so define the situation yeah. in your own no, mind yeah. real right, quickly. So you back. got you got fifteen seconds, yeah. and then you start, but right? This or you a, don't. You sit back because they're starting. This that, is an. I'm sorry, Nanette. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, but that goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago. 
you should not walk into, if you're the salesperson, do not walk into that dinner without having a plan ahead of time. Oh. You've spoken to this person. You've had this plan going. You're not just all And I, and I agree with that, too, because like, sometimes just... I'll say, how's this going to unfold? Yeah. We're going I mean, to meet your guy. You agree. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and if you don't have point. plans, you That's have another have approach, plans. too. Yeah. Pre-call plan, right? What's the home run? What's what the base hit? It's all the. Where's wh- how could this go mind, back? You know? yeah. Bad. Will you let me? You know, Clint is squinting. Here's the deal. Because the three of us all have to sit down and plan out we're going to sell to Clint, right? Well, but the quinting meant something for Clint well, earlier. He's crossing his that? arms, man. Dude, you're getting upset here. No, I'm not like, getting upset. No, you're, no, no, no. He's thinking. You talk about reading the room, right? But the way that you read the room is directly influenced by where you sit on the scale. Absolutely not. I know uh, where I sit on this scale. Of course you do. Right? <laughs> I mean, I you in 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 a very quick period of time, you figure out are these douchebags across from me? Are they manning up? Or are they backing down? Because the big guy's here, and where do I need to fit to make this work? So I'm working the room. But if you're an S, are you ever sitting down and being like, "Hey, are these guys going to back?" No, you're not well, thinking you that. You don't way. say that. Well, you no. should think that though. Are my white knights going to run because they're wimps? Right? Are they everything that they made themselves out to be? Mm-hmm. Because now this is the first introduction to the decision maker. They've been playing their little VP roles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was for effect. And, and the effect now, of flipping this table. <laughs> and now you get to see where the rubber meets the road, right? Yes, but when you put the four of us in that exact situation, even if the dynamics are the same, the majority of us are going to walk away with a slightly different opinion about what's happening. Agreed. Agreed. I'm just giving So that's why I'm saying that I don't think the S sits down and they're like, okay, these guys are going to back down and now it's on me. I didn't say they were going to back down. I'm going to wait and see what happens. Prior, and then if nothing happens, I'm going to have to make something happen. I want to reiterate. Right? So okay. pr- I want to reiterate prior going. Long prior, way to get there, but yeah. Prior to. <laughs> Sorry, Nanette. Go ahead, Nanette. Prior to going to this dinner, I've talked to everyone, not, I haven't like scheduled a meeting, but I know, I know what I do. I like to talk to all the different people and it's over a period of time. It's not, I don't know. Not always possible, but go ahead. Of course, that's, that's acknowledged. I mean, you don't necessarily get to Sometimes not. Go ahead. Well, if I haven't talked to them, I better. I canceled the dinner. Sorry, guys. I I got a stomach ache. I can't. No, I think you should know your place. Diarrhea works every time. Stop it, Dr. Daniel. (laughs) Dr. Daniel, stop. It. it, You know your players. It's like has anyone ever played chess before? You know what your pawns are supposed to do. What your. You know the game. It is, and I don't even like saying game because I don't think it's a game. But Nanette, I I have to challenge this. Challenge. You walk in and people are there. You know this guy. You've Mm -hmm. met that guy one time. Here's your big contact. It's only one guy usually. I do the opposite. I I do not want anybody else's opinion skewing what I'm about Yeah, we talked about this. I'm not talking about opinions. I'm not talking about opinions. No, I'm saying that you you do some upfront research, right? Yes. I, I tend to, when somebody tells me this is the guy you have to sell, boom, there it is. That's the guy's name. He's at the top. I don't want to know anything else. I just, give me a meeting. Just get me in the room. Like, stop telling me that he's this. Stop telling me that he's that. I don't care anymore because I'm going to form my own opinion in the first 20 seconds, and I'm going to know how to do this without skewed opinions. I disagree. 
an office manager wants to bring her physician in front of me, right? I'm like, well, how long have you worked? I ask about them. My hand's still out here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the decoder has gonna, not I thought, yielded I the floor. I thought you were recall it back and hit me in the mouth with it, actually. So after a second, I was like, is this going to mean diddle later or just a fat lip? The gavel right? didn't drop. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay, not to – okay, you want to know nothing. I want to know enough – and then what I want to see, because here, here, in the back of my mind, I take into consideration this woman or man works for this woman or man, right, that I'm calling on. And so, therefore, I'm, I'm going to glean some information, sure. but they're going to give I'm it to me because of where they sit yeah. in the hierarchy. I, I think recon level stops at some point because opinions can skew what you think of a person's personality. I think that happened in this point. Right. So they got a lot of information up front about who this person is, mm-hmm. right? From other people that don't yeah. know the business that you're in. Right. And people slide depending upon their role. Sure. So when, when you hear three opinions of oh the, hey, if 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 you know disc at all, what quadrant would you put him in? Oh, I put him in an I. I put him in an S. I put him in a D. And you're like, Well shit, now I'm really confused going into this meeting, yeah. right? So me being what I would like to think is a, a more well versed person in disc. I, I don't want any of those skews. Okay, but wait a second. But people usually say he's a jerk, he's hard, he's really sure. nice. Oh, okay. He's never sweet. listened to you that. Just described, never listened you to just described DISC. Well, I understand, <laughs> but, what I, what, but what I'm saying for our audience wait, is, jerk? Exactly, is, jerk? is that, okay. that, that people are going to use other adjectives, but no, you yeah. associate that, them with those quadrants, right? Okay. But go ahead, Nick. What I'm going to say— you, Never listen to another person's opinion. That, of that course is complete I do. BS. Whoa, of course I do. think you should. Well, I mean, I that is the most non-S statement I've ever heard in my life. No. Okay, of course I, you do. Can I finish? But then you come back and go, he's not know. such a bad guy. How many times have you met somebody that was supposed to be the biggest jerk, and you look around and you go, well, you know, I get it. He's got some rough edges, so but my, not as harsh as I thought. I was. I'll just turn into Tony Soprano up here. Hey, hey, what the <laughs> yes. So can I just say, I, what, what I meant by don't listen to other people's negative so rant only listen to the positive? About, no. That's her no. Christian, like, everything's great. All right. Oh, my gosh. Man, finish your thought. Deliver me and from it's time this. for the throwdown. Yeah. Man, but okay, so all I'm saying is understand what the the person, the person that you're interested in most, what their protocol is, not their emotion or if that person thinks they're a jerk, but what the for instance, I'm gonna real quick. So I have a client who you don't go in their office thinking you're gonna bring something all lovely, you know, what's lovely? I don't Snicker know. Starbucks, bars. The Snicker bars, okay. You're gonna bring in some Snickers and you have to get permission to do that. You don't just think you can come into the office. I didn't know that, but I found I I, I learned by asking questions what's protocol for the office, and that kind of information is vital because I didn't know that. And then if I would have done it, it would have been not okay. So I'm not asking for emotions. I don't want to know how, what someone thinks about Clint or what someone thinks about Al. I need to have I need to have my own opinion, but I do want to know what they find to be acceptable in their office. No, that's a, that's a good point. All right. It is. Let's go to the throwdown. <clears throat> and our throwdown today, sponsored by. Uh, uh, what are we throwing down on? I guess well, either okay. one of the two so, questions. Look, the thing is, one, one of the things that we talked about constantly is uh, is personality assessment. 
Huge. Talked about that the entire time. Uh-huh. Whether or not you're trying to differentiate yourself from your competitors, uh, building that upfront rapport, trust, leadership skills, like it, it's all in there, right? People people trust you because they think you're, they're that you are the leader of your group and they're the leader of their group, so you want to do business together. I mean, that's kind of the hierarchy of trust, in my opinion. So we're talking a lot about assessing the person across from you, making judgments on on what you think of them, not what other people have told you about them, right? So that, that can really go down a dangerous path of when you accept everybody else's opinions and you run with it. So form your own opinions. Do your homework, as Nan was saying the last few minutes, is do your homework on things that are acceptable. Um, you know, even Doc hit to it as business practice of, you know, formal greetings. What do they like to see? That's all good stuff, right? But form your own opinions at the table. Really look at who you're talking to next door, you know, across the, across the table from, from you or on the phone and just say, okay, this guy operates in this world. You know DISC or you should know DISC. And if you don't, we'll get to that later, right? But know who you are. Know who the person is across from you and operate in, that, in the terms that are agreeable. And, and that goes with whether it's the first conversation you ever have or the last conversation you ever have. Okay. Al? Uh, along the same lines, you're going to gather some information along the way, or you wouldn't be sitting at the table to have that big dinner with three or four people. There's one decision maker, and if you don't know enough about him, you're going to have to use other people until you meet him to get your information. They will give you the information from their point of view as to how they relate to that individual, meaning the decision maker. At that point, listen, like Nan said, which is the biggest part of communication, to what they say, and then match it to what you see when the guy walks in, sits down at the table. And from there, call bullshit on them or agree that they've made a decent assessment of the guy that they set in front of you. And this is going to be easier rather than harder. That they don't fear the guy, that they don't loathe the guy, that they're not propping something up. So it's smoke and mirrors sometimes. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's straightforward, just like they said. But your job, if you're good and you want to be good, is to decide all that in a very short period of time. As you're conversing, as you're deciding whether there's after-dinner drinks or whether you're just drinking coffee and getting the hell out of there and scheduling another meeting, or you're going for the no or the yes right there at the table. So I think we're all basically going to say pretty much the same thing um, with this question, but I think... Um, whether you're talking about business or relationships like marriage or you're with your children, I think it's really important to understand who you are. I, Clint said that, and I went, yeah, exactly. You know, If you don't know who you are, then, you know, you're, you're batting with, I mean, that's just ridiculous. You're, have, you're playing golf and you're playing with one club. If you um, can understand, you figure out who you are, have confidence in that, and then understand who you're working with, then you can get a symbiotic relationship going no matter what the DISC is, whether be it you and what they are, and you you can be successful, be it, in, again, in marriage or with your kids or with business. Because if you don't know how to deal with people and understand people out of love, I don't even think it's out of smoke and mirrors. I think it's just really how you deal with each other. I think it's vital. I think it's really important. I love that we're discussing this. 
And I hope that you find value in this and that you want to find out because that's, it's, it's so about life. It just is so cool. I love it. Good job. Well, okay. Um, I'm going to go the opposite way that, um, cause I know that everyone's expecting me to say research, 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 you know, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, yeah. but as sees, it's so easy to get lost in. I need it to be perfect and I need every detail and it's got to be just perfect. Um, and that's a lot of pressure. And so I kind of take the Clint approach, but not with the same thought process of I'm not going to spend too much time researching because I can uncover the majority of that in a quick conversation, you know, and get to get, get to knowing to where I need to go to have the best conversation that I can. And that keeps me from spending four or five hours re- researching and trying to perfect it. And then because that can lead to having too much of a plan. And then if that doesn't go according to the way you want it to, then the whole meeting is shot. So, um, Clint and I are kind of on the same page there. Um, but I know that everyone's expecting me to say, Oh, I, I, I spent 17 hours going through spreadsheets and everything else about people before I meet them. But that's just not the case because it, it's not good time. Now what's a spreadsheet? No, I'm only kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll leave you with a little cliffhanger and what is perfect? Perfect is. Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, signing on the line, which is dotted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Guys. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thanks, y'all.